Welcome to the Teamwork Advantage podcast with Greg Gregory. Join us as Greg interviews powerful thought leaders and successful team and leadership experts from across the country on teamwork, leadership, and organizational culture. Now let's check in for this week's episode. Welcome back to the Teamwork Advantage, the podcast that is dedicated to the growth, development, and advancement of teamwork, leadership, and culture. I'm your host, Greg Gregory, and we are starting uh, ready for our sixth season coming up here in a couple of weeks. So folks, you're going to want to get strapped in because we're going to have some amazing guests lined up as we start the sixth season. We've now been downloaded in over 70 countries, so we've got a lot of people from around the world listening to the Teamwork Advantage. Joining us today, we've got a great guest joining us, and it's a little bit of a different guest than we might normally have. We've got a small business uh, a manager here of a salon in Louisville, Kentucky. Before we get into Adele and the background of everything, Adele, I just want to start off real quickly. You know, teamwork is a powerful thing with everything. And when you think about a hair salon, you don't necessarily think about teamwork because, well, let's face it, in your salon, they're shampooing the hair, they're cutting the hair, they're doing everything. You know, maybe they get a checkout experience, but what does teamwork mean in your salon? Yeah, Greg, that's a great question. Um, you know, and really the answer is in within that word team. Um, you do have to have a team to make a team work. And um, and unfortunately, it's often where it's it's only one person or two persons that kind of pick up the load for everybody. And for us, it was very important to have that um, relationship with the entire team that everyone puts in the effort. And that's really what makes the dream work um, is everyone, including myself as the manager, the owners. Um, so it, it didn't really matter what position you're in in the salon. We are a team and we'll only be able to make this work and become who we need to be um, if all of us put equal effort in. And really, that's what stands behind that word for us. Well, that's awesome. So I want to get into exactly who you are, where you are, and all of those things. So folks, joining us today is Adele Mirgetova, and she is the office manager of the um, Emma Justine Salon in Louisville, Kentucky. So we're talking about a salon owner. They've got 10 employees, and they're talking, about, talking to us today about teamwork, leadership, and culture in that environment, which might be different than, say, you work on a help desk or wherever you may work inside of the listening audience that we've got and we've got people from all over the world so a little bit about the salon um the salon is actually owned by nissan and amy and they are the owners of the leads and amy is the lead stylist at emma justine color and extension lounge i love the fact that it's called a lounge not just a salon yes over the years with the help of uh a lot of guests, they're loyal guests, they're a tribe. And I like the fact that they call it a tribe, one of a kind salon experience. So think about when you get your hair cut, okay? When you get your hairstyle, you know, uh, is it an experience or you just go there to get the job done and get out? That's what you start to look at. They uphold their mission statement by creating a one of a kind salon experience that is led by a team with exceptional talent to ensure that every guest feels bold, beautiful, and confident. The salon itself continues to set the bar for what it means to be experts in the field. Now, folks, got to understand, they started the salon in October of 2018. They had a couple of years under their belt, but small businesses 
were struggling by the end of 2020. And yet, Emma Justine Salat has pulled through. So we want to find out some of the things they have done with that. With their sincere focus, the Emma Justine tribe has built the reputation of bringing about heavy responsibility that is passionately executed. And joining us today is the office manager again, Adele. Wow, you've got a lot to talk about here today, I'm sure. So let's get into it. Yes. We talked what teamwork is to you guys. They get that. So we think about what teamwork is. And you said something in, your, in that part that I thought was really good. It could just be two people. That could make up a team. There's no doubt. So it comes into play. Um, when you think about doing the salon work, there's so many things that have to happen. You've got to sweep the floor after every guest go around them. Uh, you had to change the way you do business. So let's talk a little bit about the pandemic there. And how have you changed the way your business is absolutely executed since the pandemic? Absolutely. Um, and you know what? A lot has changed since the pandemic, um, you know, as far as how businesses are run, but also people. People's energy has changed what they expect out of an appointment. Um, unfortunately, the overall morale in the world was really, really down um, and negative um, just with everything that was going on during that time when we came, we, we opened the salon back up. Um, so it did create a significant challenge of keeping that mission um, of, you know, creating an experience, not just a service, um, that we did find a challenge, but our management team, myself, Nissan, and Amy, uh, we kind of sat down and said, what can we do? What can we do to make sure that when they come into our salon, everything outside of these walls is forgotten and they can actually enjoy a pampered day, right? Um, and it really just came down to what we as the humans inside, the people inside are able to provide the energy that we're able to give, the enthusiasm that we're able to greet our guests with. And um, so really that was the key is um, to make sure that our entire team, myself included, owners included, um, we were able to keep our morale up, our enthusiasm, our positivity. Um, and honestly, that energy is so contagious. Um, it just being in a room full of positive energy is extremely um, contagious and really that made all the difference for us. Um, once we realized that that was the key, um, as far as management goes, we did everything we could to keep that energy um, at its peak for our entire team, whether it meant, you know, treating everyone to Starbucks in the morning or bringing donuts or, you know, just having something silly um, incorporated throughout the day just to keep the energy light, um, you know, really help the, the energy of the salon um, affect all of our guests' experience in a positive way. So when the pandemic hit, I'm sure there were some challenges. Uh, were you all shut down for a period of time? Yes, we were actually shut down for two months. Two months. So folks, I, and listeners right now, I want you to think, when, if your business, your entire livelihood was shut down for two months, so now you're not just talking about the owners of the salon, but you're talking about all of the stylists. Everybody was shut down for 60 days, no income, nothing coming in. That makes it difficult. Hmm. When you did open back up, what were some of the changes that you had made? Because the way you described it and the way I've read about you guys now is it's very unconventional. Yes, yes. Um, well, we were still limited by the government 
um, regulations at the time where we had limited of how many people could be in the in the building at the same time. So um, that in itself was a challenge keeping things smooth. Um, we had to split shifts to make sure one um, all the clients are getting taken care of, but also we were able to provide hours for our team as well. Um, so they're able to work um, and get you know a steady paycheck coming in as well. So we actually extended our salon hours. We nearly doubled it. Um, so that we would have two shifts, whereas before it was just one shift, um, just so that half the team can work and the other half can work in the afternoon. Um, we were able to maximize how many guests we were able to see, as well as, again, provide the hours that our team needed at the time. Um, obviously, it was a little bit, a lot of more work, not a little bit more work for management and the back end stuff. Um, but, um, you know, we just had to do what we had to do to make sure everybody across the board was taken care of. Yeah, because now all of a sudden, your cost of everything, your electricity costs, a lot of the other costs are going up because you've now doubled your hours for, excuse the term, the waking hours, if you will, of the business. So what are your salon hours today? Even What were your salon hours before when you broke out of the pandemic and first came back? What were they and where are they today? Yeah. So great question. So um, when we before the pandemic, we worked... Um, five days a week, Tuesday through Saturday, um, with, um, it was Tuesday, Wednesday, um, from, I believe it was 10 to 8 PM. And then Thursday and Friday was from 10 to five. And then Saturdays was a half day from nine to three. Um, during the pandemic, um, we changed it from, you know what, I don't know exactly the, the mm -hmm. hours. I feel like it's so forever ago, but I believe we had had the first client coming in at from nine to three. And then the second shift was from three to, to nine. Okay. Um, and then currently, uh, once kind of the pandemic uh, slowed down a little bit for us and the regulations were lifted, um, we really did have to reevaluate um, our hours um, for our team's sake. Um, you know, just to, you know, it was a stressful time of everyone's lives and everyone's life circumstances has changed at that point. So we did reevaluate our schedule um, to make it more of a balance between a home life and a work life. Um, and that is something that is very different um, in our industry. Um, people say that, you know, Saturday is like the golden day in the beauty industry um, or the weekends are. And we actually did the opposite. We um, decided to close our Saturdays um, so that our team would be able to um, spend more time at home uh, with their family, um, as well as shorten our hours in the evening. Um, so our current schedule now is um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We are here from 9 a.m. till 7 p.m. And then Tuesdays and Fridays from 9 to 5. And then we're only open one Saturday a month um, to maximize um, for our team, for them to be able to spend as much time at home with their family as well. That is incredible to change that because you're right. I've never known a salon to close on a Saturday because that's like the primo day for everybody to come in because most people work during the week. So mm -hmm. uh, your exactly. clients have been able to adapt to that fairly well. Um, it was tough, but yeah. Um, and, you know, it was very nerve wracking for a lot of our um, team members as well. I mean, we have some well-seasoned stylists who've been um, working behind the chair for years, for even more than a decade. And they're like, I've never had a Saturday off. Like I've always worked every Saturday and that, and it was, you know, kind of 
mind blowing to, to acknowledge about, wow, you're such a professional. You're so far into your career and yet you had to work every Saturday. So that was pretty neat to be able to offer that to them. But, um, it, what you're right. It was a fear with, you know, our clients who are equally as important to us, our guests, um, you know, we want to make sure that they were taken care of and really, um, that one Saturday a month is what was enough for us to accommodate the guests that, um, can only do Saturdays. Um, it seemed like everybody else understood and they were actually even happy for us. Um, they were proud for us. They're like, man, no, I understand, you know, um, we'll make our schedules work to come in to your salon. And so, um, that was very encouraging as well. It made us feel like we made the right decision. Being self-employed for my life, uh, it's one of those things I avoided us a lot on a Saturday. So <laughs> because it was always so crazy and hectic. So exactly. during the pandemic and in post pandemic, even is we're not really out of the pandemic folks, let's be clear about that. But we things have eased quite a bit. Because we start to look at this now. Supply chain, driving inflation, economic situations, People needing less hours, some needing more hours, everything in those directions all going. How are you able to keep, A, your employee retention, but B, how are you able to keep your client retention as well uh, through all the times with the inflation and with the pandemic itself and just in the great resignation? Or yeah. as I call it the great reshuffle. <laughs> I like that. Um, so um, you're right. We did have to make a change um, and a drastic change. We couldn't do what we'd been doing before the pandemic just because the, the everything was different. Um, so shortly after the pandemic, we did have to pivot and we actually transitioned to a specialty salon um, that helped us be able to target and become a niche. And that way there was a specific amount of inventory that we could guarantee that we'd be able to provide for our, for our guests, for our team, um, as well as it it helped us um, create the stability of what and provide what everyone is wanting from us. Um, so we transitioned to the specialty salon, and then as as obviously with inflation and everything else going on, we did have to do a price increase. Mm -hmm. um, and so kind of doing both things, um, you know, we try to strategically do a time management of when we would implement one or the other um, so that it would be minimal impact for our guests. Um, so um, that really helped us to make it a smooth transition into that. So currently we are um, especially salon. So we have shortened our menu. Um, we started offering less services, but, you know, primarily doing something specific. So um, okay. we no longer do just single services anymore. Um, so we're, we're doing extension services and extensive coloring appointments. So me coming in to get a haircut's out of the question, huh? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want some extensions or if you want us to yeah, uh, throw some highlights in the there extension for you, we got you. <laughs> Did you lose any of your stylists? Did you lose employees um, over the uh, through the pandemic? Um, we have. Um, okay. uh, we certainly have. Um, as I mentioned, everyone's life has changed. Although it was like a short two months, but um, 
life changes, whether it, you know, they, they've encountered COVID themselves or someone, you know, they lost someone very close to them or whatever the situation, personal or just an outsource um, effect that the pandemic had. So um, we did have um, a few of our stylists that um, didn't come through after the pandemic for personal reasons. Um, and of course, we um, had to respect their decision and we understood, um, you know, just life changes, you know, okay. so. Mm -hmm. How has it been to try and hire folks? Because right now we understand from so many different sources, watching the news or wherever we're picking it up, there's, there's such a shortage of employees willing to do certain types of jobs. And I'm thinking a stylist might've been one of those jobs or working the front desk might've been one of those types of jobs. Because in your, in your salon, your stylists also do the shampooing, so you don't have a separate person for shampoo. Correct. Okay. So when we're looking at that, what was it like trying to hire people, and did you change your hiring practices? Um, yeah, so it, it, it was a challenge, um, and we did change a bit of how we did did the culture of the onboarding and, and really who we bring on the team. Um, but really the biggest thing for us was the energy that you're able to bring to the salon. Um, we really didn't really focus on the talent behind it because um, our perspective was like, we can teach talent. Um, we can teach if, you know, if there is something that needs to be taught, we can send them to courses, we can educate them, we can build their knowledge base. Um, but something that's really hard to, to, to teach is characteristic traits, uh, personality and the energy that uh, someone brings to the salon. So um, what we had started doing is doing working interviews. So um, we would first do the first round of interviews. That's pretty standard, whether it was in person or through Zoom. Um, and then based off how that went, we invited them back in for a working interview where they were able to spend a half a day with us, um, working alongside with us. Um, and that was a, we were able to kind of gauge their energy um, of, you know, what they're able to bring the, to the team, but also it allowed them to see us, um, see how they felt in a group of, of 10 girls, <laughs> um, you know, um, and see if that they could see themselves in this position as well. And that really helped us be able to to let our, us shine, uh, so mm -hmm. to speak, um, because we are different. And um, I don't know if you're planning on getting into this or not, but um, we actually were recognized for that, something that we're very honored um, to have received the award of um, being 2022's best workplace in the United States. So, Okay. Now, not, you're talking one of the, uh, the top salons, or you're talking one of the best places in all of Louisville, or what was that? Yeah, um, it was by um, Ink Company. Um, it was an Ink award magazine. that was given. Yeah. Um, so they um, do a survey um, once a year uh -huh. um, and they rate of they basically have this very anonymous uh, survey that they have every company fill out that applies for it. Um, and based off of the information that they gathered, um, what our team had said about management, what we said about each other, um, you know, had helped us to get that award where we were recognized that we're doing something different um, to be able to be labeled the best workplace um, in 2022. That is so powerful when you stop to think about that in today's environment. And the other thing that you said just a moment ago that I want to go back and touch on was you're looking at them, you, you said you can teach talent or you, you can teach uh, expertise and things they need to do. And that is so true. You can't teach somebody how to be nice. Exactly. And so 
Um, that follows along the lines of great organizations such as Marriott Hotels. It follows the lines of Southwest Airlines. Those top organizations hire that mindset. And I like to call that the difference between the skill and the will. They're hiring somebody for a high drive of will, wanting to do a great job because they can teach them how to do the other aspects of the job. Exactly. And that's really cool. And that's so key because now you've only been in business since 2018. Um, how, what's the average length of the employees that you've got there now? Obviously, you've told me off camera earlier that you've been there since pre-beginning. I get that. Obviously, the owners have been there since pre-beginning. What about your stylist? What about uh, the esthetician? What about the, the front desk? What, what about those folks? Yeah. Um, so we actually have a wide range. Um, we have a wide range of um, stylists who've been with us from the start. And we have someone that, you know, we just hired a couple months ago uh, in the industry. Life changes. Um, everything mm -hmm. changes. Um, you know, when we first opened, we had um, a group of different girls that worked with us, um, you know, whether people moved out of state or um, decided to even just not do this anymore um as far as doing hair anymore um so there's just been other circumstances but um we do have a few of our stylists that have been here from from the start or nearly the start uh, maybe a couple months after we had opened mm -hmm. um and so it is we are constantly looking for new talent um we are looking to grow um you know if there is someone that you know we feel like is a great fit um we are more than happy to um, interview them and see if they're fit for our salon or if we're a fit for them. Um, mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that answers your question. Well, it, it, it definitely does because it's, it's, everything's changing along those lines as far as how long people have been there um, and, and where you stand with that. What are your plans moving forward? You want to expand a little bit. I, and I get that. Everybody wants to grow. They, trying to be stag getting stagnant staying where you are, rotating, things like that just doesn't work. Where do you see yourself growing, you know, the Imagistine salon and business, where do you see that going in the next 6, 12, 18 months? And then how do you plan to get there? Because I want to take some of the ideas that you're sharing with us that you're using in your salon, in your lounge, to be able to put that into practices outside of your specific industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, a golden statement that the owners, Nissan and Amy, often say um, is, you know, if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. So we can't never stand still. We always have to progress forward. We always have to a plan of changing things, keeping up with things. And um, that's really what we plan on doing. Um, we are um, reevaluating our entire customer experience. Um, so um, as far as what our guests are expecting from us and then also providing with something that they couldn't even expect from us, right? And going above and beyond. Um, what, is something, what is something like that that you're doing that a customer is like, wow, I never expected that? Yeah. Um, so as far as one, just the, the experience coming right through the door, um, we are very positive, very welcoming and warm. Um, and, you know, as far as the team, we want to make sure that that is in the air, literally. <laughs> Um, but as far as the refreshments we offer, as far as wine, champagne, uh, we have a variety of snacks to offer to keep our guests pampered. Um, and then also as far as making the any kind of transition as smooth as possible. Okay. Um, so um, a lot of times if you ask someone, that's probably the most um, awkward 
part of any kind of business transaction is, you know, the, the checkout, the, the, the payments, the tipping situation. Um, so we've actually just not too long ago, had a meeting with the owners of kind of like, what can we do to improve that method to, to, to eliminate that or make that as pleasant as possible for every person, you know, with our, that walks through our door. Um, and so um, we, we plan on changing it a little bit and make it more computerized uh, Plan on having a tablet at every station and make it uh, kind of eliminate that whole process so that it's as smooth and it's not um, as much pressure on the guest um, of whether, um, and also as much transparency as possible. Unfortunately, there are situations where, um, you know, we, strive to avoid at all costs of, you know, making sure the guest knows exactly what's expected. You know, that that's the uncomfortable part of any conversation is money. Right. And especially between a, a client and, and the person that's providing the service. And so to eliminate all of that, um, to make it com computerized, having everything on a tablet screen where it kind of disconnects that association with, you know, the, the person that's providing the service and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the money I mean, has restaurants have been some restaurants have been doing that for a while with the checkout at the table where you can use your card right there uh, and now even i love some of the new things that they've come up with in restaurants they're giving me the receipt for the bill and i just use my camera do the qr code and i can pay right there tip gratuity everything i'm out the door mm -hmm. you know so there there is that so let's talk about your people for a second Okay, we've talked a little bit about Nissan and Amy as far as the owners and how they're doing things. And if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards and keeping all that mindset going, bringing the high energy. That's really good. That's got to drive the culture. But let's talk about the team members for a second. What are you doing for them? What's being done for the team member to give them some excitement, to give them the things that they want to say to make them feel like they're excited to come into work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it starts off with, um, and I'm not being biased by any means, but we do have an amazing team. Uh, every single person. I would be more worried about you if you said we have a good team. Okay, so there. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have an amazing team, which that in itself, I feel like everyone is a key person. Mm -hmm. You know, there isn't one that just leads the team, and we're really grateful for that. But um, yeah, you're right. It does take a lot of um, intentional actions to keep that momentum going, to keep people on their A game, keep people excited to come into work. And so, um, we as management, um, meet once a week and we really just discuss that is what can we do this week to motivate our team? What can we change this week to, to, to move us to the next level? Um, and as far as our team, really what we, the feedback that we've heard is just, they want to be heard. Right. right. Um, and their opinions, are are valuable to us um you know anyone on our team we we view them as a long-term employee you know and so we want to make sure if there's something that we can do on our end to make their experience here a little bit more pleasant we're all ears um you know it could be the simplest thing is like man it's really annoying to have this trash can on this side of the station if we put it on this side you know it's like little things that really may feel like is not a big deal um can make all the difference you know um, and then just respect, um, you know, as, as long as there's that mutual respect, I feel like uh, as cliches, it says <laughs> the, the sky is the limit for us as far mm -hmm. as the growth and uh, that that energy just gets reciprocated. Um, and we've so, kind of been able to see that through and through with the team members. 
how safe is it for them? Are they in a place where they can freely speak up without fear of retribution, either to management or about other people, about another stylist, about the esthetician? How is the environment there? And what have you done to make sure that that is a, and I, I hate to use the word safe place, but in essence, that's what we're looking at. Yeah. Where have you done, what have, have the owners done to really make this like it's a, it's a great place where everybody can feel good about speaking their mind, bringing up ideas? Absolutely. So from the start, from day one, when we open and to this day, we do have a time set aside with every guest, one or with every team member, one-on-one -on -one so we can just have a conversation. It could be something that's, you know, just, hey, these are your numbers. These are your goals. This is what we were able to achieve um, or just a check in with them, you know, where we can just truly talk with them, see what's on their mind. And they have any concerns, any compliments, any complaints. Mm -hmm. um, we, we just want to feedback with them. And it's important to do that regularly, not just once a year, not at their annual uh, meeting, um, but very frequently and even throughout the week, um, just checking in with our um team personally um not just like a, a cliche you know hey how are you but but really checking in with them to see if there's something that is going on um you know we we do have an open door policy um, at any point if, the, if there is something that needs to be addressed we address it gracefully um and respectfully for the entire team but as well as um you know just being involved and i feel like once the team sees that we do care and we we are willing to do any changes and adjustments that needs to be. Um, it creates, it gives them that comfort to feel comfortable. I like that. The comfort to feel comfortable. That's, that's so strong. So moving forward, challenges. There is no organization out there today that is not experiencing some challenges when it regards to their teams. When uh, CEOs were recently interviewed of larger companies, asked what it keeps them up at night the vast majority of them say the health of the company and they're not talking financial health they're talking about and they're not talking about the health of the employee they're talking about the employee and the ability to help them feel comfortable enough in everything that they're not wanting to quit that they're not going to be creating a mutiny situation so every organization has these challenges what challenges are you working on at the emma justine salon yeah, um, you're right. You know, the workforce has changed, you know, and it doesn't matter which industry you're in, um, you know, the workforce and the work ethic has entirely changed. Um, and so it's kind of silly for us to expect to do the exact same thing and expect the exact same amount of effort put in um, when things just clearly have changed. Um, and so we've we've the biggest thing is we've changed uh, ourselves as well. Um, so we've changed in our management or our policies, our regulation um, to ensure that um, home life balance. Um, you know, I, we feel like the, the biggest thing is when our team starts feeling burnt out is when we start seeing it affect their, um, their happiness at work, their work ethic, all of that factors in the moment they start feeling burnt out. And so for us, it was very important to create something that was able, we were able to keep a work-life balance. One was changing the schedule, but also we started implementing unlimited time off. Um, you know, we do want, and we get excited for our team when they get to go on vacation, whether it's a staycation or they get to go to the beach. Um, we've, we personally like to go on vacation as well. Um, and we also understand the benefits of that, you know, when our team is able to disconnect and not be at work and be able to enjoy life. Um, we're all here for it. We're excited for them. And, um, and 
that has created that morale in the salon where they, you know, it prevents them from getting burnt out. Um, and they're able to enjoy their, their life at home as well as when they come into the salon, they, they enjoy what they're doing. Um, that's been the biggest thing, but also keeping things fun and entertaining and changing in, in what we do. Um, you know, the longer you do the same job, um, it gets boring. It gets repetitive. It's the exact same thing over and over and over and over again. And so um, something that the owners um, and myself try is keep everyone on their toes. You know, we'll switch it up a little bit. We'll send them to new training courses. Um, you know, we're always looking for um, upping our game, our education, our um, services that we're offering or the techniques that we do. And that keeps it fun. Um, it keeps them on their toes. And so that it prevents from people feeling like they're in this, you know, repetitive cycle of doing the same thing every day. How do you on the management team, how do you guys find the ways to keep getting innovative? Because you said it yourself just a moment ago, do the same thing again and again and again, it's going to get boring even trying to come up with new ways. What are ways that you are doing, you and Nissan and Amy are all doing with the management group to find your ways to make things innovative for your team members? Sure. Um, honestly, um, it's very easy for us in this industry, um, just because in the beauty industry, things change overnight. Um, there's a new trend, there's a new, new technique it literally feels like every 24 hours and you know, there's something new coming up. And so um, as far as management team, uh, we try to stay on top of it. We're aware of the trends, um, the, the new techniques, and we, we have monthly schedules. We have a team training once a month, whether it's in the salon or um, out of the salon, we try to take once a year, a big group trip together out of state. Um, just, it's a good bond building experience mm -hmm. combined with a good educational experience. Um, that also kind of creates hype and excitement for, for all of us. Um, you know, we get to know each other a little bit closer. Um, and so we found that to be a very, a big win-win for us. <laughs> that That's so true. Do you, and here's a kind of a, I guess a quasi loaded question. Do you sometimes look to other industries to get ideas for what you can do? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so Nissan's background, he worked in a corporate environment um, for more than 10 years. Um, and so corporate is very different. Mm -hmm. uh, their processes and their rules. And honestly, some of it we were able to incorporate it. And honestly, a lot of it we was like, we're absolutely not going to do this here. We're going to do something completely different. Right. Um, same thing with myself. I come from a medical background. And so some of the things that made sense, um, you know, we did incorporate and then other things was like, okay, we're not going to do that here. <laughs> so right. uh, we like to learn from other people's mistakes as well as their wins um, and incorporate incorporated in our company. The reason I asked that question. Okay. And I want to speak to my listeners now, right now for a second, speak to all the listeners, just because we're talking today with Adele, who is in a salon. We've all been to a salon at some point in time to get our hair cut, colors, extensions, whatever it happens to be. We've all done that. The question is, can you look to this salon for ideas that you can do in your business? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Adele, I got to say thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you on board here with the Teamwork Advantage. The ideas that you're sharing out of Louisville, Kentucky, 
So if you're down there and you need to get your salon experience fix, okay, make sure you go there. What is y'all's website? So if people want to check you out. Yeah, it's um, www.emmajustinesalon.com. Emma Justine. So that's E-M-M-A justinesalon.com. You got it. All right. Be sure to check them out. If you're down in Louisville, stop in, say hello to them. Um, if you're coming from overseas, you're going to want to stop by there. Louisville is a fun town to go to. So, guys, I again, uh, Adele, thank you. Thank Nissan. Thank Amy for getting this business going. Thank you, and congratulations on making it through your success. You know, you're, you're four years now. Thank four you. Years through a pandemic, that that's just absolutely wonderful. Thank you, you know, very folks, pleasure chatting with you yeah you know folks once a week with the teamwork advantage you get ideas that you can implement right away and adele has shared some of those with you today it's going to be up to you to take the ideas that she shared and put them into practice for your business once a week it's all it takes until next week remember having a good day is just being average when you listen to the teamwork advantage and our guests we know you're not average so go make today and every day excellent and exceptional till next week and season six is kicking off soon don't miss us this has been the teamwork advantage with greg gregory to learn more about how greg can help your organization develop a powerful winning culture visit teamsrock.com that's t-e-a-m-s-r-o-c-k.com be sure to join Greg next week when he interviews another exciting and powerful thought leader on the Teamwork Advantage. Until then, as Greg says, make sure you have a great week because a good week is just being average.